Um, and we're glad you guys are here today. Uh, Di and I just got back from uh, Birmingham, Alabama, and uh, we were talking through um, what it means to be a church planner and, and kind of coaching some guys. And uh, the whole way there, I kept on telling and I can't believe they asked us to coach. Like, we really haven't figured out ourselves. And, uh, and uh, that's just not in, our, in, our, in who we are. But, man, I'm just thankful to be a part of ARC and, man, that we've been able to help uh, hundreds of churches. When we were there this past week, you guys know that we've helped start over 100 churches. And they have on slated for ne- on slate and, and on track for next year to have about another 100 to 150 churches launch again next year. And they're really trying to reproduce this thing and every year they're trying to just add more churches more churches if you're joining us today we want you you new want you know we believe in starting more churches we believe that the church is the hope for the world and it's us we are the church 100 Windermere Road or whatever address you put in YMCA it's not the church we are the church if you have a pulse in here today and you have Christ living inside you the Bible says that we are the church we're all in this together and uh, we can go further together we can go further together we can go you can want to go fast go by yourself if you want to go far go with people and and so uh, we're here together just a bunch of people trying to figure it out and, and going at this thing called life together and uh, we're in a season of our church right now com- called community group season and and uh, we're having a blast doing it and uh, we have groups that meet all throughout the weekend and I love our community group we have we have a couple that meet at our house we have men's groups ladies groups and so if you're joining us today for the first time once you know man it's not too late to jump into a group we think you'll love it and we think you'll like it, and, and it's designed for, for you in mind and, and for me in mind. So if you're with us today and you're like, hey, ghost stories, that sounds creepy, um, and, and I'm interested, then you're at the right place. If you're here today, you're like, ghost stories, that sounds creepy, I'm not interested, then you're at the right place today. You're here today, and we're unpacking the Holy Spirit and what it means to be, what it means to, um, to know who, who the Holy Spirit is. And if I were to ask you today in, here, in this room here today, hey, how many of you guys know who God is? Hands would go up like the wave. We would say, man, God creator of the universe, the God of the Old Testament. We see him create the heavens and the earth in six days. And then in seven days, he rested. And we would all, we would all sign off on that and say, got it, God, no problem. We got it. There's a, or maybe you would say higher power, the guy keeping this thing in motion or the person keeping this thing in motion. And his name is God. We got that. If I say Jesus, you would say Christmas is coming. And baby Jesus came, six pound, eight ounce baby Jesus came to this earth and lying in a manger and you've, Luke chapter two would pop to your mind and uh, one of the church planners this week was telling us about his Christmas, um, about his Christmas service and he invited all the kids to come up on stage for Christmas and one of the kids peed all over the stage. And uh, so we've already decided that this coming year we're not letting kids get up on the stage and you know, we're not very smart, but we know how to learn from other people. You know what I'm saying? So um, he said, man, it was, just, it was just very, so for, at the very beginning of him reading this Luke 2 story, so kids are walking up. He's like, hey, buddy, hey, country boy from Alabama. Hey, buddy, 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 don't go over there. Don't go over there, buddy. And it was just funny. And so uh, you, if I said Jesus, you would say Easter, and then you would say the culmination of his life. Maybe you, uh, Christmas, then you would say Easter. Easter is a big deal. He, he died, and Easter we celebrate his resurrection. We would believe that. But if I said Holy Spirit to you, you would say, weird. You would say, oh, that means uh, maybe for some of you guys, and you've grown up in church, maybe you would think long dresses, no makeup. You know, I don't know what you think about Holy Spirit. Or maybe you think about handling snakes. You're like, no, they, they, they handle snakes at this church. And, and, and that's, that's really, really creepy. And, and um, I, I was listening to a guy preach recently about the, the study of the Holy Spirit. And if you're joining us today, you're you're at a good place. We're, we're glad you're here today. But if you walked into some churches and they said, hey, we're going to talk about the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, it would be like, man, this is the worst Sunday ever to bring my friends to church. And what I would suggest you take, this is the best Sunday ever for you to brought your friends because we're, te- we're teaching you, we're talking through this thing that should run and power our life. It should power life and it should, 
it should run our life. In Acts chapter 19, the book of Acts is a historical record um, of the early church. In Acts chapter 19, verse 1 and 2, the Bible says this, while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul traveled through the interior regions until he reached the city called Ephesus on the coast where he found several Christians. So we've got these two guys here, Apollos going to Corinthians and going to the people at Corinthians or Corinth. And we have Paul going to Ephesus. These are churches that Paul helped start. And, and Paul runs into some Christians like a church like here today. And he goes, hey guys, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? And they're like, weird Christian, Paul. And he says here, he asked them and they said, no, we did not. We haven't even heard there actually was a Holy Spirit. And what I'm afraid for, for too many people in the church in America today or churches across the country that, that we're, we're living lives without the Holy Spirit. And it's the most integral part, I think, sometimes of the Trinity. It's, it's, the, it's the thing that powers us. And so we looked at the word um, Holy Spirit this week and, or last week. And it, the, really the word for, or the, the Greek word for it, and the, the, the Bible's written in two different languages primarily. In the New Testament, the Bible's written in the word in the Greek. And the, and the Greek word for Holy Spirit is the word pneuma. Numa, it's a current of wind or strong breeze. So when we say Holy Spirit, we're talking about a current of wind or, or st strong breeze, okay? And so the Old Testament is written mostly in Hebrews, and the word for Holy Spirit in the Old Testament is the word ruach, ruach, and that is the word wind or breath. But because of translations, you know, you, we, you know that when we read the Bible, we're not reading the actual, the actual scripture. We're not reading um, Hebrew, and we're not reading um, Hebrew and Greek. We're reading translations. So there wasn't a word to translate that word, so they gave us the word Holy Spirit or the word Holy Ghost. And so we're kind of locking into that over the next few weeks and, and hanging out with that. The word Holy Spirit or the word Holy Ghost is used over 800 times in the Bible. And here's what I would tell you today about the Bible. If there's some numerical... Um, if there's, some, if there's some zeros behind the number, we probably had to lock into it. And so here we are today. We haven't heard that much about the Holy Spirit, but here you are today telling me there's a Holy Spirit, and it's in there over 800 times, and we don't, churches don't talk about it that much. Or most Christians, they're afraid of it. Or it's creepy, or it's weird, like the story that I told you guys last week. And if you didn't hear my story, you can go on and listen to it later. It was weird. But the Holy Spirit's not this weird thing. We ought to, we ought to embrace it, because there's so much that comes with all that God has for us today. Today, if you're coming with us today, I want you to know that God gives you three things. God gives you three things. Number one is that God gives you eternal life. He sent his son. We talked about it. God gives you and I eternal life. He gives that for us. So today, at the very end of our time together, I'll give you an opportunity to move into a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and over 150 people have done that in two years. And, and we move into that relationship with Jesus Christ and we have eternal life. And that life is through Jesus. And the cool thing about eternal life is that eternal means it's forever. A sweet young girl walked up to me last week, probably about 15 or 16 years old, and she goes, well, I mean, how do you, I mean, this whole dying thing, it, it sounds kind of weird, and if we die, why do we need Jesus? Because when we die, our body dies, but we actually have a soul. We, inside of us, we actually have a soul. Fraley, you and I have a soul, believe it or not, you know, contrary to what our wives think, we have, <laughs> we have a soul inside of us, and so if you have a soul, what happens to your soul when you die? The Bible says that God's come to give us a life and give us an abundant or give us an eternal an eternal life. And so he's given us eternal life. God's also given us this. He's given us the Holy Spirit. We're going to talk about a little bit more about him next week. But God said, hey, I'm leaving this earth. Jesus came. He died. He rose again three days later. And he tells, the, he tells his disciples or his team, his, his, his big team that he had rolling. He goes, hey, guys, I'm going to give you guys somebody else to take my place. I'm going to give you guys the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you a comforter. And so he gives eternal life. He gives the Holy Spirit. And here's the third thing that he gives us. God gives you and I spiritual gifts. 
God has given you a, a spiritual gift. Now here's the deal with a spiritual gift. You can't go on Amazon and buy it today. That'd be awesome if you can go out and buy it. You, you, but you can't, you can't go out and buy it. And here's another thing that, that we talk about about our spiritual gifts. It's not, it's not your talent or your ability. Being able to play guitar like James or, or, or keys or, or drums or guitar and computer or whatever it is that he's got going on over here, to be able to do that today, it's not a spiritual gift. Kalila was worshiping today, and that's not a spiritual gift, that's a talent. God's given us talents, and he's given us abilities, and he's given us a skill set. And, and this today up here, and what I'm doing, I, some of you guys in here today, you, you have a skill set, and so what you do at work today is not a spiritual gift. You're like, I need it to be a gift. To be able to work with my boss, it's like a spiritual gift. <laughs> to be able to work with my, my employees or my coworkers, it's like a, it's like a, but a spiritual gift, you can't, you can't learn it. It is given to you by God. And so today I would like to talk to you and unpack this idea of this gift that God's given us called gifts of the Spirit or gifts of the Spirit or gifts from the, from the, Holy, from the Holy Ghost. And so um, I, uh, I, I wrote down this title today for my sermon and, and it's this idea of this is what comes with that? <laughs> what comes with that? Have you ever been to a restaurant before, like a really nice restaurant? And let's be honest, you just, you just really don't know what the menu's saying. How many of you guys have ever been there before? Either none of you guys go to nice restaurants and you're trying to play the humble card, or you just fake, you're like, I know what I'm talking about, I know what escargot is, you know, or escargot, go. You, know, you, don't even, you can't pronounce half the stuff. You know, you know when I, I go places sometimes with Diane and I, and I just fake it, and I just fake it so I make it. If I go to a Spanish restaurant, contrary to popular belief, belief I'm, not, I'm not Hispanic, uh, mi, mi espanol is muy poquito, and that's about all I got, you know. It's, it, but I'm like, I, I, if I'm going to go with it, I just get the menu, I'm like, I'll have that. You know, you just... You just point at it. If you can't say it, you can't pronounce it. You just like, I'll have that, or or maybe you do know. I, I go to Longhorn a, a lot, and I, I I frequent Longhorn. I, I like it. I like it, and they have the world's best chicken tenders there. I know it sounds like a kitty thing there, but they got really good chicken tenders there. And and I go there sometimes, and I'm like, well, what comes with that? I want to know. I, I want to know what comes with that. This recently, I was I was getting an estimate to get a fence around my or, or, around my house so I could lock my three year olds in the backyard. <laughs> And uh, if you knew him, you would be laughing. You'd be praying for me. And, and um, I, I, we put in there, and I, I would say, hey, well, they, obviously they know the price. I'm like, hey, what comes with that? I need to know, I need to know what, 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 in, what entails with that, what, what comes with that. Or some of you guys in here today, you, you, you've become a, a member of the dream team. And, and you said, hey, man, what, what comes with being on the dream team? What comes with, with that land? Or we talk about next steps a lot, and today we're in, in next steps too, and, and that's the vehicle that people get in, or that's a class people go to so they can learn about how they're gifted. We spend a lot of time talking about spiritual gifts in this class that, that we offer um, on the second, on, on today, and, and Josh teaches us through that, but we talk about spiritual gifts, but we want to, I want to be on Dream Team, Wes, well, what comes with that? Or if you, buy, if, you, if you bought a car recently, anybody bought a car recently? You want to know, hey, what comes with it? What kind of what kind of warranty comes with that? What kind of what kind of package comes with that? I no matter where you go, no matter what you do, if you're gonna purchase them, you want to know, hey, I want to know what comes with that. Well, what I would say to you today is if God's given us spiritual gifts or God's given us the Holy Spirit, we gotta know what comes with that. Because a lot comes with it. We we've said this over a, a lot of times that when you move into a relationship with Jesus Christ, there's so many more things that you don't know that comes with that. And it's not rules that come with, with Jesus, relationship comes with Jesus. You know, or, or if you're in here and, you, and you've dated, and uh, I, I, love when, I love when our young people say, hey, this is my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I'm like, oh, how are you? Nice to meet you. And I, I ask them, I'm like, I, what, what I, when I see this boyfriend or girlfriend, I'm like, have you asked them what all comes with that? <laughs> you know, like, you're like what, kind of, what, 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 kind of, what kind of deal you got going on there? Like, is this like, 
why aren't you, why aren't you, why are you, why are you single? You know, like, what am I, what am I not getting? What do I not, what do I not know? And uh, yesterday, uh, Dukes, Dukes and um, son, his son plays right out here. And I walked over and, and, and Dukes has played uh, football. He's pretty good at it. Two national championship rings for Ohio State. And he's a football player. You know, he's just, there's no way around it, Brad. He's a football player. And so I walk in, I see his son playing soccer. And I, w- I went over and told his fiance, I'm like, a lot comes with this. It's just, it's, you know, it's like, oh, I have a kid. It's so awesome. And I see Brad and Alexa over here. And I see Lee in the back. All these guys are, have played sports at different levels, the next level. And there's, you have a kid, like, oh, they're going to play sports like me. A lot comes with taking your kid on a soccer field or a football field. Or my son's like, I'm going to play football. Yesterday I was, I was telling Dukes, I, I got in the, I, I got, I picked my son up and I said, son, I, I was really mad at him yesterday. He really didn't play that good. And <clears throat> He just didn't do what I asked him to do. It's not, it's not that hard, right? Dads, it's not just do what we say. It's like I'm coaching you. Like I'm helping you. And so I, I'm, t- I'm driving the car, and we're going to meet Diana. We're going to this birthday party. And I said, son, I said, I, I want you to run up to the ball. Now, in the game, I'm breaking my fingers. I'm like, I need you to run up in there. Like, you know, they're five and six. I'm like, you got you know, you to blast through there. And I, I said, son, I need you to go up there. And so I'm in the car. I said, son, how come you and Cooper, him, these are the two, two of our uh, kids that have played before, and um, – that's a humble way of saying your son's one of the best players on the team. And so, him and this, they played before, him and Cooper. And I'm like, I said, what were you and Cooper doing today? I said, why weren't you guys, like, you love to, I mean, you're five and six-year-old boys. You love to kick stuff. Like, why weren't you guys run to that ball and kicking that ball? And I'm driving. I'm, I'm playing it cool. I'm, like, trying to, like, it's just a game, right? Right, moms and dads? It's just a game. Chill out, dad. I'm, I'm having that moment. I'm having that moment, dad. I'm like, it's just a game. It's just a game. Chill out, Wes. But I'm driving. And, and, and Tripp says something that I, every dad has probably heard their son say, or if they, if they said it once, they only say it once because I corrected it pretty fast. And he's like, Dad. And I'm driving, and I'm like, what, son? He's like, it's just a game. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a game. There are scouts out there scouting. They scout. They start younger nowadays. you got to play better. And my son's like, Dad, it's just a game. And, I, you know, I realize, man, that's just what comes with that, with a six-year-old. It's just... It's just what comes with that. You know, raising kids, it, you know, you, you have these kids and, and injuries, it, it, it comes with having kids. You know, and they get older. I was talking to a friend of mine recently about his, about his, about his daughter, and, and he's like, yeah, man, it's just, it gets harder. It gets harder. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't, I didn't know it could get harder than what I've already got at, at age 10, but um, apparently it gets harder. And so you just have to know what comes with that. And I, I want for us as a church, I want us to know what comes with the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to go into my teacher um, posture, and a lot of our people that have been coming for a long time, like, this is weird, why is he sitting down? And probably some of you guys have started timers and see how long I'm going to sit down for and quit judging me. And um, <clears throat> there's 27 different spiritual gifts in the New Testament, in, in, the, in, the, in the latter part of the Bible, the part where we see Jesus walking. He's given us these gifts, and there's 27 different ones, and, and a lot of times we don't focus on 27 of them. You have to look to find those 27 of them, and, and a lot of people hone in on maybe seven of them, and, and one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys about today also, but I, because I'm trying to become a better communicator, there's not enough time in the day to do this, but there's also fruits of the Spirit. And there's, you, when you became a Christian, you actually got fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. You got a lot of things. And I, I, yesterday, I practiced some of the fruits of the Spirit. I practiced self-control, you know. And some of you guys, you practice, if you practice self-control, that's a fruit that God's given you. And maybe you learn a lot of it from having kids, but you have fruits of the Spirit. But God's given each of us a spiritual, spiritual gift. The Bible tells us in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, 
And uh, if you're new to this environment, you, you saw a moment ago, there was a, a screen up there that said version. You could follow all the scripture uh, along on version or be on these screens. But if you go to version and click on live events, all the scripture already loaded in there for you. You can just kind of walk through it and take notes. And some of you guys can save these, 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 um, save these scriptures because you may need them down the road. But 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 says this. Now, or I'm sorry, a spiritual gift... Let me read it from that screen. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the spiritual, uh, about the special gifts the Spirit has given us, I don't, I don't want you to misunderstand this. And for us as a church, you've all been given a spiritual gift, and I don't want you to misunderstand that. And so that's why I'm here today. That's why I'm, I'm preaching, and you know, that's why sometimes we have to sit down and we have to teach this, because I don't want you to miss out on that. It's my job to, to give you all that God has for you, and God has so much more for you. And if you're walking in a lull or a valley in here today, it's maybe because you're not, you're not walking with that current, or you're not walking with that wind or that breath of the Holy Spirit. And so the most important thing that you need to know, or I, I know preachers sometimes get there and say, this is the most important thing you need to know as a Christian. I don't know this is the most important thing, because I feel like every single Sunday, it's the most important thing, but I know this. You need to know that you have spiritual gifts and you need to use them and not only do you need to use them you need to ask God for more of them and so I want you to make sure you got that Romans chapter 12 verse 6 the Bible tells us this in his grace in God's grace the same grace that gave you eternal life the same grace that gave the Holy Spirit God has given different gifts for doing certain things really 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 well God's given Cole different gifts and he's given me and he's given Clay different gifts and he's given me and he's given um, Patrick Snyder and he's given every single one of you guys, us in here, a different spiritual gift. And, and this, is, this is a side portion. Number one reason why we shouldn't compare is because we've all been given different gifts. We've all, given di- we've all been given different abilities, different talents. So why would we compare and we shouldn't compare and God wants you and I to know that we can't get up here and say, look at my spiritual gift, it's better than yours because you didn't get anyways. It was given to you by God's grace. So whatever gift you got, it was God's grace that gave it to you. You didn't work for it. You didn't earn it. You got salvation for free. You got a spiritual gift for free. It comes with it. A spiritual gift. What comes with it? A spiritual gift. Psalms chapter 131, the Bible tells us this in 13 through 16. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body, and you knit me together in my mother's womb. The writer here is talking to God, and he says, "You've you've made me... You've made all the delicate inner parts of me. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. You can tell a guy's writing this. Guys are like, yeah, God, you, I'm awesome. <laughs> Thank you, God. Like, we're not, girls, we, it's easy sometimes as a girl to, to compare or to be like, oh, or to have that, or maybe not to have a super, a lot of confidence. God's, guys are like, you can tell guys, are like, hey, God, you made me awesome. You made me super complex. And your workmanship is marvelous. Man, you killed it. Like, I walked, someone walked up today, my friend Kara, Kara, I'm like, man, you're slaying today. And if you don't know what that is, Google it, um, it later. Ask your high school kid, I'll tell you what that means. But God slayed it when he made you. He killed it. Like, I don't know when killed it came around, but I'm still using it. I don't know if it's still relevant today, but I, I'm rolling with it. But when God made you, he, he killed it. Like, every single one of us, I could say that about all of us in here, from Rick to the, from all the way to this side, all the way, even, even my brother, even my brother, God killed it. God killed it when he made you. When God, man, he, he, didn't, he didn't mess up when he made you. And we, we have so many people walking around like, man, God must have messed up when he made you. God, did, he made you the way that he wanted to make you. He doesn't miss. He slays 100% of the time because he's perfect. And the Bible tells us this, that he said, you watched me as I was, as I was being formed in, in utter seclusion or in my mother's womb. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb, you saw me before I was even born. And every single day of my life was recorded in your book. 
and every moment was laid out before a single day <clears throat> had passed. Did you notice in here today that God loves you just the way that you are? He loves you so much, he's not even let you stay there. He's gonna keep on progressing you. We use the word in, in next step, this word sanctification. God makes you better all the time. I was talking to Whit last week, and, um, and I was saying, you know, we were talking about comparison and, and all these different things that comes with being a professional athlete. And, and you know what I said to her that God, the Holy Spirit, put in my heart, and, and, and he put it in my heart to give it to you today, and, and God put it for me. He's like, we, and all of us in here today, we shouldn't be trying to compare ourselves with other people. You know what we ought to be trying to do? We ought to be trying to be a better version of ourselves than we were yesterday. We're trying to be better than ourselves than we were, than we're coming. We got to always be looking ahead and say, I'm going to be a better version of myself today. I'm going to be better than I was yesterday. When you wake, I'm hopefully after you leave out of here today, you'll say, man, I'm better for going there today. I'm, I'm better for getting that word inside me. I'm better for the Holy Spirit speaking to me today. I'm better today than I was yesterday. We used the phrase and so much that we passed, plastered over a 20-foot banner and, 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 and it said the best yet to come. We believe this with God, your best days are actually ahead of you. It doesn't matter how bad your yesterday was because your tomorrow and your, and your future is looking really good. Did you notice in here today that God's already preparing your future? He's already in tomorrow getting things set up for you. While you're in today, he's already in tomorrow preparing things for you. Whew. That takes a lot of pressure off me. I told these church planners this week, this isn't my church. I said, the moment I realized this wasn't my church and it was God's church, it took a lot of pressure off me because God's controlled the universe. And if God's in control of the universe, he's got to be in control of this church. And I just, I just got to go do what I'm supposed to do. I got to work harder today than I worked harder yesterday. Diane and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, Travis and Kristen. Travis and Kristen are, are in a new business venture. And, and Lee just, Lee's business, CrossFit Winter Garden, just turned a year old. And some of you guys in here today, a lot of business owners. I, I love our business owners. And one thing I, I left out of, that, out of that conference was I got to spend more time with our business owners. And so pressure's on me. I want to spend more time with you business owners. And so pencil me in. I know you're busy, but I want to spend more time with you guys. And, and, and what, one thing that God, God has impressed on us is that we, we can't compare our results, Brad. But you know what we can't compare? We can compare our hustle. You can get, like, if someone's out there out hustling you, you got to hustle. All these athletes in here today, there's a lot of you guys that are athletes in here today. You can compare hustle. If a guy's doing a little better, it's probably because he's hustling a little bit harder than you are. You know, one thing I, I learned this week from, from Matt, he said, you know, you can't compare people's results. And you can't be jealous of other people's results. Because what you're saying is that they didn't go out there and work hard. I, I, I love what uh, Matt Chandler said. He's a pastor. He's like, you know, if you're seven foot two, you shouldn't be bragging about dunking a basketball. You just shouldn't. God made you something. All you have, that means you put your hand in the air and put it in. God designed us. And God designed you. <clears throat> and you got to get ready for tomorrow by realizing that God's got a better plan for you tomorrow. And God's already, God's got your whole life orchestrated. The Bible says it here, his, all, your whole life was already written in the book. When you know that when you and I read the Bible in here today, God already knows the Bible. But do you know that God's up there reading a story? Yesterday, last night, I got on the floor and I read my twins a, a story, um, our three-year-old twins. I, I'm reading them the story and they've, they've already read the story before and they actually know it. They've got it memorized and I'm still fumbling over the words. I'm explaining to them. But do you know that God's reading your story as it's playing out? Didn't know you snuck in there, Diego. Good to see you. But I, 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 was, I was thinking about your menu the other day. I, I went to his restaurant, a phenomenal restaurant on Orange Avenue. If you like, if you like Hispanic food, it's, it's really, really good food. And it's, it's, it's good. You know, it's, you know it's good when you go to a restaurant when it's standing room only. You know, I walked in. I'm like, are we going to have to stand up? Like, is someone going to leave? Like, the food was so good. And I'm getting hungry. You can tell it's that part of the service where I get hungry, die. <clears throat> God's already in, your, already in your tomorrow. He's working it out. I told this new couple today, I've got ADD. And so that was a moment. <laughs> <clears throat> 
uh, here's, here's a point, for, here's, here's some points. I, I was with a couple things I want you to grasp today. Uh, number one, or line one, spiritual gifts are from God. We all have a spiritual gift, I'm sorry. We all have a spiritual, we all have a spiritual gift in here today. Every single one of us in here, you have a spiritual gift. Wes, even me, I'm a screw up. Yeah, even you. Every single person in this room, and I meet people on a, on a weekly basis and talk to them, everyone, there's a, there's a recurring theme is, was Wes, I, everyone I talk to, that we're talking about doing something for God or doing something, they're like, well, I've messed up a lot. Even if you messed up a lot, God has a spiritual gift for you. He's already given it to you. You have it. You gotta figure out what it is. First Corinthians chapter 12, <clears throat> verse 31 says this. So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is best of all. We've all in here got a gift, and it's when we're using that gift that God's given us in here today, it works out better. We all have been given a spiritual gift. Every single one of us in here today has been given a spiritual gift, and, and I want you to grasp that. I was talking to a friend the other day, and, and I've kind of been trying to figure out how to get more people to be a part of where we're going and what God's called us to do, and, and we just believe this city is really, really big, but we, got, we, really got, we believe we got a really, really big God, and we believe that everybody in the city needs to hear about Jesus, and so God's called us to do some things that's gonna, uh, to, to do that, and, and here's what I know. I told you guys two weeks ago, but we realized we got a big dream. We got a big dream from God, but we need a really big team. We need our team to be forever growing. Does that mean we don't value who's on the team? No, it just means that we need more people on the team. And we need, we need more of you guys. And so if you're here today, you're not on the team, we need you. And we need you. Not only do we need you, we want you. We've got a big dream, and we, we need a really big team. Jesus Christ himself had a team. Jesus had a team. We, we, had, we need to have a team to build the church that God's called us to do. And, and I was trying to figure out why more people don't get on the team. And I think sometimes we think we're not gifted enough. I don't deserve to be on that team because I'm really not that gifted. And I, I want you to know, I want to dispel that rumor today that you have a spiritual gift. You're good enough to be on the team. If you look at Jesus' uh, team, if you were to go out and pick them, none of us would have picked Jesus' team. They were all B-teamers. They were all backup to the backup to the backup. Uh, I, don't, I don't follow fantasy sports, but one thing I like, I listen to, sometimes I get on ESPN and I watch uh, these guys that get on there and talk about fantasy sports like they're actually the real thing. And what I like about what I like about sports, whenever I did whenever I did um, play, I, I would do fantasy basketball a long time ago in a former life. And um, whenever I would like, what I would like about it is I like when people get hurt. I love seeing these guys that are third string get to be moved up, and they actually make a name for themselves or during the season. And then next season they get traded and they actually go from being a third stringer that never got a shot because somebody's other somebody's misfortune, they were able to get into a starting role on their team, and then someone else take them to their team and actually get more money and go play for a better team or go play and get more play time. I, I love those stories, but it, they realize, these other teams realize, man, the guy has a gift. And I hopefully the day when you leave, you realize, man, I've got a, I've got a gift. And here's the second thing that I, I want you to grasp. Why don't you guys throw the second thing up there? Because I'm not sure I'm, I'm, yeah. Our spiritual gift is from God. I got some really good notes if I could just follow them. <clears throat> our spiritual gifts are, everyone's got spiritual gifts and all of our spiritual gifts are from God. Everyone in here today has a spiritual gift. Those look very similar, and that's why it tricked me out. All of us in here today have a spiritual gift, and every single one of us, our spiritual gift, it's from God for free. You don't got to pay him back. Um, I think sometimes, I don't know if this is right or not, but sometimes I, I, I believe in a, a use it or lose it type system. 
I, I believe in that. And sometimes you, you guys know that sometimes my personality type leads me into believing those things. Sometimes I have to go back to the Bible and, and read them. But there's a story in the Bible, and there's, there's these three guys, and, and the, this leader, this, this, this um, business owner goes up to the one guy and goes, hey, I want to bless you with an ability or a talent or a gift. And the guy takes his ability or talent or his gift, and he's, he, he, he's been given five. And he goes out that next year, and he goes on, he hustles. He doesn't compare, but he goes out and hustles, and he, and he yields a, a, a two times re investment. He goes from five to ten. The other guy, he gave three, and that guy went out, and he went out and hustled. And he took that gift from three to the actual six. And he, another guy, he gave one talent or, or one ability, and the guy used the one, and, and he went out, and he went out and hid it, and he, and he buried it. And, w and when the leader came back, he goes, what would you do? And he goes, oh, I, 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 I buried it. I hid it. And, um, and that's what I got. He goes, why'd you hit it? He goes, well, I knew you were a tough God. I knew you were a tough master or a tough leader. And what I want you to know is sometimes our, our perception of God is not the right perception of God. And I think this guy had the wrong perception of God because this guy didn't think that he was mean God and a tough God. And this guy didn't think he was a mean or a tough God. This guy had it. And the Bible says that this guy didn't have any more opportunity to go out and do anything greater with any more gifts. This guy, God bless this guy. Lead to bless this guy and bless this guy. And go do more, go do more, go do more. And I believe that God's got more for us to do. But if we're not gonna ever get to be able to do more if we're not using the one gift that God's given us to use. Or, and, if you don't use the gift that God's intended you to use the way that he wanted you to use it, you miss out on a lot. You miss out on a lot. There's, there's using it, and there's using it for your glory, and then there's using it for God's glory. And God wants you to use your gifting for his glory. And that's why he, that's why he put us on, if there's anything that I can say about God, God put us on this earth to bring glory to his name. That's what God wants to do. He wants us to bring glory to his name. He wants everybody to say, man, man, your God is amazing. Man, your God's, in, your God's incredible, but you have to embrace the fact that you have a gift and you have to embrace the fact that your spiritual gift, it's from God and you can't brag about it. You can't brag about it because God gave it to you. It was free. And here's what I love about God. You don't have to pay him back. But God, how much, is that, how much do I owe you? How much do I do I owe you? I, I brought some of these guys from the team today, a, a coffee and tea from Starbucks, and, and, um, and this, one, one of the, one of the uh, musicians said, oh, I'll pay you back. And I, wouldn't they be, I, I'm, glad that we have a, I'm glad that we have a God that we don't have to pay back. We don't have to say, oh, God, I know you love me, but I'm also going to pay you back. You don't have to pay God back. He's given to you for free. Does he want you to use the gift? Absolutely. Does he want you to realize that it's from him? Absolutely. But you don't have to pay him back. Our spiritual gift is from God. Now, there's a bunch of different spiritual gifts, and we talked about that, but I'd like to read a couple to you today, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you can dig into this further, and, and uh, if you're like, man, I, I, don't, I want to know what my spiritual gift is. Come to Next Steps today. You can, figure out what your you can figure out what your spiritual gift is today, and you're like, well, I don't want to come to Next Steps 2. Don't come to Next Steps 2 and email us, and we'll, eat, we'll send you a spiritual gifts test, and um, we'd love for you to figure out what your gifting is, and we'd love to help you do that. I think this also, I think the church is the one-stop shop for all things. You're like, Wes, that's not in the notes. I know. I think the church is the one-stop shop. I was in the gym last week, and the guy said, man, I want to help teenagers. And I think the church has a lot of teenagers that need help, and I think you got to come be a part of the church. Wes, I have an a, ability to, to sing, or Wes, I'm a business owner. I, 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 have, this, I have this ability to, to, to look at things in a, in a different kind of way, and I think you ought to use that, that gift. And some of you guys in here, you have the gift of giving or the gift of mercy. And so I like to read some of these gifts in here today. I just think all the gifts are meant to be used for the church, but let me read to you what they are first. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse um, 27, it says this, All together are Christ's bodies, and each of you is a part of it. 
Verse 28, here are some of the parts that God has appointed for the church. Now here's the deal. These all work best when we all work them together, okay? Here are they are. Some, are, some of you guys, you've been given the, the gift to be an, an apostle. And you're like, Wes, what does that mean? Come to next steps. And we'll explain a little bit further. But you've been given the gift to, to be an apostle or, or some sort of, some sort of uh, a spiritual leader. And, and some of you guys in here, you've been given the gift to be an apostle and some prophets. Now we don't use these, these gifts a lot and nowadays, but in the Old Testament, they, were able, they began to break this thing down and, and bring on different people to pull on different roles, and they begin to use these roles, and so some are prophets, and, and some have given the gift to teach. Some of you guys, you're a good teacher. Like, that's the spiritual gift that God's given you, that when you talk, you, you just, you, people want to listen to you. You have the gift of teaching. Josh leads a lot of our environments where he's speaking to people like he has the gift of teaching, and some of you guys in here today, you have the gift of teaching, but you're not, you're not even using it, because you don't even know you have it. <laughs> Like, what gift is a gift? What good is a gift if you don't get to open it? Someone said to me, hey, I have a gift for you. I didn't bring it to the table, but I'm bringing it to you. I'm like, well, bring it, because I like gifts. Like, I want to open it. Like, how silly would it be if you to give me a gift and, you not open, and me not open it? I'd be like, hey, thanks, I really appreciate it. Or if you brought me a cup of coffee, the first thing I would do is I would say, thank you. And then the next thing I'd do, I'd be sipping it, you know? And Because I, I, I want that. I, I, I want to receive the gift. And if you've got a gift from God, why in the world would you not be using it? Only reason I can just figure out why you wouldn't use it is that you maybe don't even know you have it. And maybe you don't know you have it. Maybe you do know you have it, but you're just not using it. You're just not using it. You're like, it's just sitting in your, in your pocket, and it's, it's a little bit silly. Um, some of you guys in here today, the, the, we goes, he goes, there's some, that can do, there's some that can do miracles. And I think some of you guys in here today, that's where we, things get a little bit, little bit wiry. You're like, bro, I'm good with the, pro, the apostles and the prophets, and I'm good with the teachers. But then you're like, oh, man, the gift of miracles. And, and, I, and I, I believe this day, Diane and I were at this conference or this church last week on, on Wednesday. And, and, and the guy basically got up there and talked about miracles and signs and wonders. And last week when I got to church, one, a friend of mine, she, she, she's been visiting the church. She came, been coming for a long time. She went and found me in next step. And she goes, I want you to know that I believe in signs and wonders, and I believe they're happening today. And I want you to know today, if they're in the Bible they're alive today. Now, they may not be practiced as much as they used to be practiced, but here's what I want you to know. If there's a gift, if it's in the Bible, and God's saying there's Bible, then we've been getting, some of you guys have been given the gift to actually be a part of some miracles. And I just believe that you may have that gift, and you may not even know that you have that gift. You're not going to be exercising that gift. And one of the other gifts, and it's the gift of healing. Can I be honest with you today? How many of you guys, if I were to ask, how many of you guys believe that God still heals today? Probably some of you would raise your hand, but some of you guys would be like, I don't want to raise my hand because I, I don't want to feel stupid. But I believe to say that God still heals people today. I mean, I, I've, I've heard it. I've seen it. I, this little, this little um, three-year-old girl that's Diana's um, cousin um, up in Georgia had leukemia. And it's, and it's going. And they go and they have surgery. And, and right now she, she's in remission. I just believe that God still works miracles today. And so if someone's been given the gift of healing or the gift to be able to do miracles, those gifts are still being exercised today. You may not have that gift, but that gift still exists. Some of you guys have to get the teaching, but if you're not using it, it's no good. And, and, and you, got, you got to begin to use it. Some of you guys in here today, you have the gift to help other people. You have the gift to, to help other people. And some different translations, they use this word, uh, this, this gift has this, uh, this mercy or, or, or compassion. Some of you guys have that gift, but you're not even using it. And you're, you're here, and maybe you're kind, of, you're kind of existing, you're kind of going around, but God wants you to help people. He, he, you can do it. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. He goes, man, I just, I just want to help people. I'm like, that's your spiritual gift probably. If it's the thing that burns deep down inside you, it probably is your spiritual gift. Some of you guys have been given the gift of leadership, and I told you guys this a few weeks ago, the greatest churches in America today all have one thing in common, they have great leaders. And we need you to lead. Some of you guys in here, you're a great leader, and you have the gift of leading, you should be leading people, you should be leading teams. 
Some of you guys in here today, I, I know this too, I, I heard uh, Chris Hodges say this week, some of you guys, your, your giftings, they, they change. Your giftings, they change. And some of you guys say, you, you walked in here a year ago and you got saved, or two years ago and you got saved, and, and so you took a gifts test, and Diana are about to go through the gift test again and see where some of you guys have fallen in at because we need some more leaders. And, you've kinda, and some of you guys, your gifts over the last couple of years, they, they've, they've kind of changed a little bit. And you're not really, maybe you've evolved. And some of you guys, they, they, they grow or, or they mature. Your gifting has matured. And um, I remember the first time I, I saw Armando walk in and, and I had no idea. And it was one of those things where was like, I'm just coming to check out church. And, and we're just doing this because we're supposed to come to church. And I'm not so sure. But now I've seen him blossom into this, into this guy who's becoming a leader in our church. And, and I'm excited about that. And I see different ones of you guys. You just walked in this church. And I, you haven't even taken a spiritual gift test. But I know you got the spiritual gift of leadership. But you're not exercising. We want you to be able to exercise that gift of leadership, and some people have the ability to speak in unknown languages, speaking in tongues. Some of you guys are like, ah, check please. <clears throat> and, and you know what, I, I, here's what I've learned in my little bit of time of being a pastor. There are some things that I, that most pastors are afraid to talk about. There aren't a whole lot of those things, but typically you're gonna, if, if you were to nail down about two or three different things that most pastors are afraid to talk about, Number one is money. Most pastors are afraid to talk about money because most people in church, they don't, that's a touchy subject because money is one of the highest gods in America. So, of course it's touchy. The Bible says you can't serve God and money because God knew that money would be a, a big deal for us. He knew that, ironically enough, that we would put in God we trust on our money, Yachty. And it would be the most least likely thing that we would trust God with is our money. And he knew that. And so that's why he put in the Bible a thousand of years ago, you can't serve God and money. He knew that. Most people have a hard time talking about money in church. And I'm, I'm, I just ran out of comfortability with just talking about just that right there. <laughs> that's where I'm at, Stephen. The second one is this gift of speaking in tongues. And here's what I realized. Here's what got okay with me. Here's what this, just things started clicking with when I'm studying for this, this series. Is that why in the world would any pastor, leader, be afraid to talk about something that's in the Bible? That God has given to us to make him look better. That doesn't make, that doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense, you're right? You're like, you're like, Wes, you've been a pastor for 11 years and you just now figured that out? Yeah, I just now figured it out. Like, or 13, however long I've been doing since 2004, like 13 years, like, Wes, you just now figured that out? And yeah, why would we do that? Why would we shy away from these things that God's given us to edify the church or to encourage the church? Why would we do that? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. So let me talk to you just for a few moments. And again, I'm not, some of you guys don't have this gift. There are a few of you guys in this church, you have this gifting. And I want to tell you about two different types of tongues and where it came from, okay? And so you can get this. And this dates all the way back from the Old Testament. You can go and you can dive into this and, and look at this. And tongues was, giving, was given in the Old Testament. We see it given at the Tower of Babel. It was one of the first times where we see it exercised. And here's what happens. The people were putting themselves above God and in front of God. That's what they were doing. And whenever they did that, God said, hey guys, it's about me. We talked about the children of Israel a few weeks ago, the two spies going into the land. Guys, you're, you're getting ahead of me and you don't belong ahead of me. And God's not a narcissist, so don't, don't think that he is. He's just, when you're the creator of the universe, you belong number one. Best team in, the best team in sports, they deserve the number one 
whatever that number one next to them, whatever it is, whatever sport is, they get number one. Best coach, number one. They get that. They work for it. Creator of the universe, he's always number one. God of the universe, creator of the universe. <clears throat> That's where he sits at. And the people were putting themselves above God. So God's like, hey, I'm gonna go ahead and, I'm gonna go ahead and flip the script. So basically at the Tower of Babel, all these people started speaking in different languages. And people were like, what the heck is going on? God did that to let them know they need them. Hey guys, you need them. And so then they put some parameters around this whole tongues thing. And here's the parameters they put on this. If someone's gonna speak in a different language, there has to be a translator. And, and most importantly, or also importantly, it better be used to edify the church. I was telling my friends, whatever gift you have, it's used it to make the church tighter, to make the church stronger. That's what gifts are for. It's, it's the, when we pull them all together, it goes really good. This thing looks, this looks amazing when we all pull them together. So that's one group tongue. That's, it's a public tongue where someone gets up there and it begins to speak in tongues and, and that's happening. Usually there's a translator but there's also, another, there's also another kind of tongues. And this tongue is this. And it, let me go back before I go back this way, before I go this way. No, no one can understand that tongue. If it's a gift from God, it's a, it's a, it's, it, doesn't, it's, it doesn't sound like whatever it is. It's, it's, they don't know they're saying it. It's the Spirit talking through them, okay? It's not a man-made thing. It's not like they can just go there. And there are some denominations where they teach people how to speak in tongues. And, and that's, not a, that's not a gifting. That's not a gifting. If you have to learn how to do it, that's not a gifting. And so some teach that. Like you want to learn to teach it, you start slurring your mouth and you start taking alphabets and you just start to, and then you can go and you can go out and find that. How to speak in tongues. You can go, and they, people will teach you how to speak in tongues. That's not a gifting. That's a man saying, hey, I want this gift and I want to try to, I want to, try to emulate it or try, I want to reproduce it. That's that way. There's a second tongues. And we probably see this and I've experienced this probably the most with people in our church. I don't have this gift, by the way. I'll take it if God wants to give it to me, but it's just not, I don't have this gift. There's a gift of tongues and it's in prayer. It's a prayer language where that person is talking to God. They don't know what they're saying, but they're overwhelmed with the Holy Spirit and he's talking. They're there, he or she is talking to God. You're like, Wes, that is weird. You don't have that gift if you think it's weird. But if you have the gift, you're like, man, I'm so glad I have that gift. I'm glad God gave me that gift. I'm glad that God gave me the gift of teaching. I'm glad. I used my mouth for a lot of my own glory for most of my life. Ask my dad, ask my mom. But God has hijacked that from me and I realize it's a spiritual gift and so I wanna exercise it. And I wanna help other people. I don't know if that's my spiritual gift, but I, I wanna help other people. I, I, you know me, I'm a cherry picker, guys. I play basketball. I want all the gifts. Like, I'll take that one, I'll take that one, I'll take that one. I wanna exercise all of them. Like, I don't have that one. I'll take that one too. Let me borrow yours. Like, Everyone does their gift. This thing goes the way it's supposed to go. Um, I believe this. The church exists for the world. <clears throat> I believe the church exists for the world. And I believe the world's waiting on us. And it's waiting for us to all get our gifts together, to realize we have them, and all to start using them together. And without getting on my hands and my knees and begging some of you guys in here today, I want you to embrace the fact today that you have a gift. And we would love to be the church that helps you use that gift.
Because if you come alongside of us, and if we get to come alongside you, we can make a difference in this community. All these church planners that we met with this week and we shook hands with, they all say this, man, we wanna change our city. We wanna change our city. We wanna change our city. And I'm back there thinking, if we could all, if, if when I get back home on Sunday or this week, and if everyone can grasp their spiritual gift that is for the church, and they can, and they can, they can grasp the fact that church exists for the world, then we can do this. We can do this. So Wes, give me some take-homes. I'll, I'll give you, I'll give you a couple of take-homes. Here's two things. <clears throat> Next steps, right after church today. I didn't sign up. That's fine. Some of you guys in your day, you're, you're traveling. You come here for the very first time today. Some of you guys, it's your very first time. You've heard enough. You're like, man, this, they've, they've reached that many people. That's awesome. They baptized that many. Yeah, I mentioned, I want to jump. You want to jump in right away, and, and that's fine. Jump in today. There's child care provided. There's lunch provided, and you ought to come. You've been coming for a long time. You're like, Wes, I, 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 I don't, I've been coming for a long time, and I'm not so sure. Man, come next step today. It's not too late. You can jump in week two, and then next month you can jump in week one because we want you to know what your spiritual gift is. Wes, already done next steps. I forgot what my spiritual gift is. <laughs> Emails, we'll tell you what it is. Email info at hopeintergarden.com. We'll track down yours and we'll let you know what your spiritual gift is and we'll begin to help you exercise that even more. Some of you guys in here today, you know your spiritual gift and you're not using it, but you'd like to use it. Some of you guys, your next step is to sign up for the volleys, which is in, which is next, next Sunday night. You need to sign up for the volleys. You're like, Wes, what is that? At the volleys next week, we're gonna unpack how we're gonna launch this second service. We're gonna tell you what we need. We're gonna tell you how you can fit in. We're gonna tell you how we're gonna do it, what it's gonna look like, and how we're gonna do two services, Wes. Are we gonna have to double this? We're gonna do this. We're gonna talk about all those things next week. So you just need to go online, and you need to go to hopeintergarden.com slash events, and you need to go to click on volleys, and you just need to go ahead and sign up tonight, sign up today for the volleys, and you just need to come be there. You're like, Wes, I, I haven't gone through Dream Team yet. I haven't gone through Next Steps 1, Next Step 2. We'll catch you up once you go through there. We'll get you out of that, and we'll get you right into, we'll get you right into Next Steps because you gotta go through Next Steps because once you know you're gifting, and if you're, you won't, we don't wanna get you serving and you not being your gifting. So um, and so that's, that's two ways, Next Steps and then Volleys. Um, I think those are two good takeaways. <clears throat> um, we opened up this um, series of talks with this idea that the Holy Spirit is a wind or a current. I want to end our time together with that thought of a current. Current. Some of you guys in here today, <clears throat> you don't have any of the answers. And it's, that's probably a great thing. But can I advise you on something? Would you just jump in the current? You remember when you were a little kid and your mom and dad, my mom and dad would never let us go ankle deep in the ocean. We're those lame kids. We couldn't go to the beach by ourselves until we were like 25, you know, like, because they didn't trust us. My dad would look at the news, rip current, West. you shouldn't go surfing today. And he would say, you shouldn't go surfing today. I would go or I wouldn't go based upon his advising as I got older. But when I was young, they, were, they would, they'd be like, I'm like, dad, we can't get wet. We can't even get wet, dad. You see all those kids out there that are wet, like that looks... They didn't want us getting in the current because they thought if the current would get us, it would take us to a place that we shouldn't go. It would hurt us. It would take us under. I think some of us in here today, we have viewed the Holy Spirit like it's a riptide. And it's not. It's a current. And man, what I would want for you more than anything, why we do what we do is I want more people to get in the current. It's better in the current. I, 
Trust me, it's better than the current. It's funner. Have you ever been in a lazy river that didn't move? Have you ever been whitewater rafting and been sitting on the base of the, where there's no water out after they've shut off the, the levees and the dams? Have you ever seen that? That's, that's boring. And some of you guys are living lives. They're boring. <laughs> I promise you, getting in the current, you'll love it. And here's the thing. When you get in the current, you don't have to be in control. That's, gonna, that's a deal breaker for a lot of you control freaks. I get it. But I promise you, you get in the current, you'll love it. I invite you to stand to your feet.